0: Have a treat for everybody today. Uh, we're gonna get right to it. I have I have Mr. Rubicon Jeremy Winston on the phone. Jeremy hasn't called in. We haven't talked in quite some time. If if you've listened to this show, Jeremy, it's been eight years, believe it or not. This show launched in 2015. So it's been eight years that you and I have been on air arguing about spades or arguing about if if Puff Daddy is a zillionaire or arguing about various things over the years for for sports, hip-hop, culture. But I wanted to have Jeremy on this week because the Eagles are playing the Giants. And you have the NFC East has three of the last four teams in the in the playoffs for for the NFC, really looking strong. The Giants looked very strong in their victory over the Vikings, who I've said was a fraud. And then Dallas blew the doors off of Tampa, which didn't surprise me. But the Eagles have been – Jeremy's been – really quiet on his social media and, and hasn't called me and hasn't been bragging and stuff like that. I think that most of my Eagles friends have been very conservative throughout the year, but y'all did go 14-3 and three and have had a fantastic year. Jalen Hurts was, was an MVP candidate when he was playing before the injury. Um, wanted, wanted to talk to you about your expectations for, for the playoffs this year and, and just the outlook of Philadelphia sports in general.
1: Hey, thanks so much for having me. Listen, I'm so excited to talk about Philadelphia sports. And it is indeed a treat. It's indeed a treat for all your listeners to be able to hear from a bona fide Eagles porter and to talk about the greatness, which is Jalen Hurts. No, no, for real. So, yeah, you're right. I haven't been posting posted much on social media about it and so forth. And, you know, uh, the, a game is a game and so much can change. But I tell you what, number one, I think Jalen Hurts should be an MVP candidate even before his injury, even even through his injury. Because in his injury, it demonstrated how vital Jalen Hurts uh, was to a, a team that before, prior to his injury, he only had one loss. You know, people are always questioning, oh, it's Jalen Hurts? You know, a lot of the Eagles supporters are like, oh, Minshew's going to come in and they're not going to skip a beat. But when Minshew came in, we, saw, we clearly saw that Jalen Hurts was the glue right. to the team with, at that time with, with the best record in the NFL. And and it, I don't know what more qualifies an individual for a most viable player than to demonstrate that he is the crucial ingredient to the team with the best record in the NFL uh, uh, at the time, of course, of his injury. So you know, again, I, I just want to re uh, re up my support yeah. for him as MVP.
0: I think we yeah. all know we all know that Mahomes is going to win the MVP. But you bring up a lot of really good points. You guys won a Super Bowl not that long ago. Compare this team to the the team with, with Nick Foles ultimately when he stepped in for Carson Wentz, who has had such an amazing fall from grace over the last five years. Compare the two teams. Does it look like the same type of, of talent team, or, or do you think this team is better than the Super Bowl team, or do you think the Super Bowl team was a better team from a roster construct?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. when you talk about better or worse in the NFL, then it's, very, it's very difficult to identify what team is better and what team is worse. The only thing we can measure is, who played better on a particular day than another team, right? Uh, and 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 so when I look at the Eagles now versus the Eagles then, this I, I feel as if on on film and in my experience, this is a better team. They play better, more consistently uh, than the team um, uh, of Doug Peterson that eventually won the Super Bowl and Nick uh, Nick Foles. Um, they were a little bit more streaky then. They were dominant. They're a little bit more streaky. This team feels much more calm, cool, collected. They make much smarter decisions. They make fewer mistakes. They um, uh, they, they they attack on defense, and their preparation seems to be much more uh, cerebral than emotional. Now, don't now get me wrong. I mean, the Nick Foles team they were they were stellar. They when you when you think of the how they blew the doors off of the Vikings in the NFC Championship, everybody I mean, they blows was just the
0: doors attack. off the Vikings in the NFC Championship.
1: Well, whatever I mean, but they did it. So I mean, so whether everybody does or nobody does, they blew the doors off of them. So I mean, that was again a little bit more of just the dominance in turn in a game. Uh, the you know the 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 championship. I mean, the Super Bowl was a shootout between the Bucks. I mean, not the Bucks, the Patriots and uh, uh and Eagles. I'm thinking of Tom Brady actually. I just think of Tom Brady and the Eagles. Uh, it was a more of a shootout. This this Eagle team seems much more like I said. um, uh, cerebral. Their planning is is precise. They make great decisions. Just demonstrates a really well-rounded team, well coached, um, and uh, really composed in times of pressure. So I, I would have to choose this team.
0: What do you think about Jalen Hurts? Ultimately, if you're just tuning in, I have my man, uh, Mr. Rubicon, Jeremy Winston, uh, my, one of my initial co-hosts for the show when we launched this thing back in 2015. What do you think about Jalen Hurts? At the end of the day, you're going to have to get through, whether it's Dallas or San Francisco, you're going to have to get through a really, really good team with a really, really good defense. Does Jalen Hurts have the metal to to make plays the second and third read, I think we've seen that, that he's kind of a two-read quarterback. Can he be a three-read or even a four-read quarterback, not just going to the primary receiver and locking in and the tight end, uh, Dallas Goddard, but can he make multiple reads in an NFC championship game if you get past the Giants?
1: Well, I mean, is—I is, mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's such a hypothetical question, but I think you have to answer it on this. You know, you know has he made those three and fourth reads earlier in the season? And I think the, 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 there's two points: A, he has, but B, has he had to? Because we have got we've got such great route runners, we've got, we've got such great receivers, right? And and um, I mean, so when you have great receivers who can run routes, who can create the separation, combined with the quarterback who can throw some very uh, 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 accurate passes in a very small window, you know, it's it is it a question that he doesn't, he can't, you know, check down to the third or fourth read. Uh, before scrambling, or does he need to, or he can't, he, or his separate, or has his receivers made such a separation that he's able to get the ball out quickly into them. And the other option is get the fact that he can run, right. And so sometimes the third, the third and fourth read may be less desirable than him using his feet and getting, you know, a ten yard scramble or eight yard scramble. So I mean, you know, again they they play smart football. He has demonstrated that not only can he throw in a tight window against pressure, but he makes decisions, right? He makes good – he makes very good decisions. There are times that they've gotten off sync, and it's very obvious when they get off sync, but it's very obvious when they get it back together and they put it back in. Look at the Giants game. The Giants game was a struggle. He was out for two weeks, came back. You know, they they had some little things that you saw They were out of sync, but, you know, they got it together. They did what they needed to do to win the game. And that's what it caused – that's what it takes The NFL. I mean, you know, nothing sells like success in the NFL when you when you you know hit your first read first or second read and you're scoring touchdowns and you're going uh, passing over 150 yards two touchdowns no interceptions who cares who cares if you to check down for your third or fourth read right so i mean you know winning is the name of the game it's not about how well do you read uh, at your third or fourth level
0: Well, i got to i got to jump in jeremy if someone i think that people that have come on this show throughout the year to talk about the eagles they've talked about jalen hurts and that he's a two read quarterback that works in the regular season because you have Devontae, you have A.J. Brown, and you have Dallas Goddard. I know he spent some time on, on IR, but you have such a great rushing attack and a great line and great receivers. I think in the playoffs, the point is that everything shrinks, so you don't have as many opportunities. You're going to be playing against a top-10 defense to get to the Super Bowl, and if you get to the Super Bowl, you're going to be playing against a defense that's probably a, a pretty good defense also. So that's that's come up. I think it's a legitimate criticism I'm very high on the Eagles I've been high on the Eagles all year I do fear that you may have peaked too soon I know that the talking has I'm not trying to hot take that but what is your your what are your thoughts about the concept that the Eagles may have peaked too soon you know the Lane Johnson injury is an issue Jalen Hurts isn't 100 percent
1: yeah again I, I remember you you posted on that about they peak too soon I mean again you know it's hard to talk about a peak of a 14 14- and three uh, uh, record teams, right? Where's the peak? I mean, they won their last game. Yes, they lost two, but they lost two when their, uh, when their starting MVP quarterback was out, right? And, you know, and so I, I don't see that as not peaking because they lost to a very good Dallas team, um, you know, I, I feel to me that's just a, a reality that. If Jalen Hurts was there, they won the game. I think everyone recognized that Jalen Hurts was at the uh, play against Dallas. They win that game, right? So, you know, to me, this is an idea of peaking. To me, this is an idea of the natural attrition of a 17-week game where you're dealing with some injuries. And you're going to try to right the ship and get through these injuries. Uh, they came. They brought him back in time to get the bye. And really, winning is about uh, showing up when it counts. And the Eagles have showed up when it counts, getting the first-round bye. You know, and we'll see what they do in their Giants. Again, anything's possible. They always say, "Oh, it's hard to beat the, you know a, a, a team three times in a row." Well, statistics shows that it's really not hard to team because most right. teams that beat a team twice in a row in the regular season, if they play them in the meet in the playoffs, the majority of those teams actually win in the playoffs. We just saw it this past weekend with um, uh, who won the third time uh, this this past Seattle yeah. Forty
0: Nine ers beat the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They Forty Nine ers beat down like twice, and they beat them. Yeah, yeah. You know, so exactly. So I think that. The, the, the odds are in their favor. You know, and again, the NFL is not about winning and blowing people out and being this perfect machine. It's, a, it's an aggressive, difficult sport that there's going to be a lot of mistakes and a lot of successes. These people have demonstrated their ability to come out on top in these situations, and I think that they do it this week against the Giants.
0: I think that's. I, I agree. I think that the Eagles win. I think they cover against the Giants. Um, I do like what the Giants are doing with Danny Dimes and running a little bit more I think when you have a quarterback like him, you have to utilize his ability to use his feet. He doesn't have the traditional ability to read a defense and pick a defense apart. But I think the Eagles, I think the Eagles and that crowd, you're not going to go. I'd be very surprised if the Giants went into Lincoln Financial Field and beat the Eagles. I think the Eagles beat them relatively comfortably. I feel like the Eagles at full strength are the best team in the NFL I really like what I see with San Francisco down the stretch, though. So I think if if the Eagles were to face San Francisco, and that's hypothetical, that'd be a very interesting game and, and a game that I that I'd love to to see in person if I had the opportunity to come up there. But um, always good to talk to you, Jeremy. Wanted to give you a shot to talk about Jeremy Winston is is a uh, is a musician, and he has a fantastic choral group that's that's named after him, the Jeremy Winston Choral. They do a lot of travel both domestically and internationally when to give you a brief opportunity to give us some updates on on the JWC man I used to I used to sing in your group back in the day um I know that with covid I don't want to say covid's over but with covid restrictions being different as they've been the last several years I assume that you're hitting columbia I assume that you're going back to Prague and all of those places what's what's the JWC up to
1: Yeah man it's not fact we just did a performance yesterday at the Striper musical and uh, in Bethesda, Maryland, to celebrate right. Martin Luther King. Um, we've got a couple of big programs coming up. We're partnering with the Man Music Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, for an HBCU festival, nice. uh, as well as um, with AFIT University in Medellin, Colombia, to do an educational program for HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be headed back to Prague again this summer to do their Prague Proms concert series, where we're going to do a live performance at the largest cathedral in the whole country of the Czech Republic. Wow. That'll be broadcast uh, later this summer. Um, You know, we've got a couple other things lined up for in Medellin, Colombia, with the Medellin Symphony, uh, the Grammy Award winning Medellin Symphony. Uh, So, you know, our our mission is to take the outstanding music practices of the African-American tradition in America and export it abroad. We want to provide these opportunities for so many youth uh, that not a youth, but just outstanding musicians that sometimes get overlooked by these mainstream music industries and just take it around the world and showcase with some dope music uh, that exists right here on American soil. Of course, we travel across the country, but our focus is really on taking this abroad because we live in a global society, you know. And if anybody's trying to make an impact musically, you've got to think outside of the Pacific and the Atlantic oceans. You got to look mm-hmm. all across the uh, all across the globe and see how you can have an impact uh, globally. And so that's what uh, that's why our, our actually name is now the of Corral International. Okay, uh, is our official name. Our focus is our international. A JWCI. Hey,
0: JWCI, right.
1: yes,
0: indeed. I like that. We got to get, get you some T-shirts and some merch, man. But it's, it's always good to talk to you. Jeremy, a, a good friend of mine, we've, we've been collaborating on, on radio for many years. And I'm just proud of him and everything he's doing. He's finishing his Ph.D. from the... Ohio State University. Jeremy hates on on my Buckeyes and and hates on all things Ohio. But the truth of the matter is that Jeremy is much more of an Ohioan than I could ever be. Like he's he's a true Ohioan. His kids are born in Ohio. Um, he owns owns homes in Ohio. He's 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 a, a PhD student at Ohio State University. Like I, I was Ohio was just a pit stop for me in my teenage years between between high school and college, man. So it's uh so I know that you were I know that you were torn apart by the by the Buckeyes loss to Georgia. But we'll we'll be back next year and we'll be back uh, to get Michigan and, and to get the SEC. So uh, I know I know that your Buckeye gear. I know that you'll have. Your, your Ohio State helmet on and, and your and your scarlet and gray and all of that good stuff.
1: Yeah, they got a lot of my money, so <laughs> <laughs> so I mean I guess at this point with all that money they should have won that game. I mean right. they do miss that field goal but it was the holders of the kickers right, But whatever, nice. man, you know I I spend too much money for them to miss that field goal. No, I understand that.
0: <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jeremy, man. Always a pleasure talking to you. We'll, okay. we'll talk soon. Good luck, Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly.
2: Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon seven, 7 Studios. studios.
0: are a business owner in a DMV and looking to expand your consumer base, Ward 8 is now accepting applications for an amazing retail project. Incubate the 8 will feature 10,000 square feet of retail space adjacent to the Congress Heights Metro Station and located next to several key entertainment venues in Washington, D.C. To apply, go to www.stelizabetheast.com and peruse the many development initiatives taking place in the Congress Heights neighborhood.
2: James Lewis.
0: I seen Ice Tea and Coco, man. I love Ice Tea. I've been looking at Ice Tea since six in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big fan of Ice Tea. I seen him in the airport with his girl. He's like, Mike, we need to do a movie together. I said, All right. But in my mind, I said, Man, they only give you two lines on Law and Order.
2: Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flip squad.
0: He linked over a dead body the other night and said, Yep, that's him. Boom,
2: no You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. James Lewis.
0: But if you're going to kill someone for insurance money, don't kill them within 30 days of, of getting the policy. You might, you might want to let that marinate for a couple of months, maybe a year. It's going to be awfully suspicious to the, to the Geico people or the Aflac people or the AIG people if you put a policy on your spouse in january of 2023 and your spouse is dead before valentine's day that's going to raise a couple of red flags
2: rampage the first lieutenant of the universal flipmo squad
0: a lot of us go through marital trouble a lot of us go through financial trouble a lot of us that have a business you might not get along with your sponsor or your co-worker or something like that but don't don't kill them
2: get a divorce get another job. You are listening to the Lance J radio network, COVID-19. Some people get it and some people can get it bad. And for those who do get it bad, it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, asthma, or smoking. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So, if you're at high risk and test positive, don't wait. Ask your healthcare provider right away if an authorized oral treatment is right for you.